You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. It's the Dominator leading at a length. Smoke and Banda charging up on the outside. Now goes within a neck of the leader. Then Spider Moment who follows the fade from TK Megastar and Miss Alyssa. But Smoke and Banda has quickly taken over at the 300 metres. 29.3 the back straight quarter and he edged away by three lengths on Spider Moment. Then came Miss Alyssa from the Dominator and TK Megastar. Smoke and Banda inside the 150. Two and a half lengths away. Trying for dear life is Spider Moment, but it's too easy for him fresh up. Smoke and Banda wins it with a leg in the air. Patient Max Hill drive. Got him home comfortably. The margin three He's a talent all right from New Zealand. He turns up at Albion Park smoking Banda. Chris Barsby joins us, and you touched on this yesterday, and the fact that he's grey, Chris, as well. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. If you're going to Albion Park tomorrow night, you'll easily spot this trotter, Smoke and Bandar, because he is ghostly grey. He's almost verging on white as he gets a little bit older in his career. But the best thing about this guy, Steve, he can trot and he can trot fast. He's got a wonderful record and he's made a long trek to be part of the Constellations for 2023. He comes from Invercargill, or just north of Invercargill at Wyndham, and uh, he's made his way to Brisbane. So this is going to be a different world for him because it's uh, bright and sunshine outside and it's warm. And I'm tipping back home over there in New Zealand where he's from. It would be absolutely freezing. So we can find out more about this and see how he's trainer driver Craig Ferguson is handling these new conditions. And he's online with us now. Craig, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm really well. How are you and how are you finding the conditions here in sunny Brisbane? Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, it's beautiful over here. It's a lot different to home. I think it was um, in the negatives this morning over there, so um, certainly makes uh, makes for a nice break away from it. Yeah, absolutely. So, when did this plan first get hatched about bringing smoking bandar to Brisbane for our carnival? Oh, it was sort of an idea. We we kicked around a wee bit, um, you know, a few months ago. It was just, you know, it was a bit of a dream, really, but. Um, as he sort of come up and he, he worked up quite nicely and, you know, it's a, probably an odd time of year in New Zealand to have a trotter like him going, but it was just the way it all sort of worked out. So um, once, you know, his work was good and everything like that and we thought, well, he was probably going good enough to, to give him a chance at coming over here. Mm. And when he won first up at Addington, did that really confirm the trip? Yeah, yeah, that was going to be the, um, the decider, you know. He, he had to go good there and um, the way he won in, in the end, we um, that was that was enough to convince us that he was worth bringing over. I noticed uh, last year he went around or two runs ago before he went for a break he, last November in this really prestigious Square Gate race, the the Dominion that Sunday Sun um, Muscle Mountain went around into the established trotting stars there, and he was going to take the lead before he did things wrong. Take us through that. Yeah, look, he's usually um, a pretty safe trotter once he's going. He was just going through a couple of wee soreness issues um, that we sort of found out later on. So I think that was sort of why he was um, started galloping. He, he galloped in his last couple in that preparation. So um, there was nothing major, and we just put him out for a big, long spell, and um, vets had gone all over him and, and said that he's sound as now. So um, it's, they said it wouldn't be the ongoing thing. So... Um, 
it's um, yeah, just I think it was due to that. Um, you know, because right up until that, he'd been trotting super. Yeah, it appeared he was going to take the lead before that. Yeah, well, he's a great beginner, and um, you know, he was um, heading on to the front, which would have been nice, and you know, he would have been able to put himself in a pretty good position. So it was, um, you know, it was heartbreaking that he that he had that gallop, but uh, that's what happens with trotters sometimes, isn't it? So when he's fit and firing, Craig, is he is he one of the best over there in New Zealand? Like, is he in that upper echelon? Yeah, look, he's certainly in the in you know probably the top um, the top handful. Um, you know, I, I think he's at his best. He's certainly competitive with those those couple of top ones, and you know, obviously um, Muscle Mountain and, and Sunday Sun when he was going, they probably had you know had a little bit on him. But um, you know, on his, on his day, he's not too far behind behind those ones. Okay, so he lines up in this series, the Darrell Alexander Memorial, starting tomorrow night at Albion Park. Ten metre handicap. Were you comfortable with that? Yeah, look, I don't think the handicap will worry him too much. Um, the main thing would be as long as he begins, and then, and then just how he handles the track. Um, you know, he goes good round Addington. I think that's twelve hundred metres. So he hasn't done a lot of racing around a thousand metre track, but I don't think it'll be any concern to him. Okay, have you taken him into Albion Park? Have you had a little bit of a look around yourself? No, no, we haven't um, haven't taken him in there, so it'll be his first time. Um, you know, obviously there's always that concern a wee bit as well, but just with the travel up here and, um, you know, from Sydney and obviously coming from New Zealand as well, we thought it'd probably be just too much to um, to take him in for a bit of a run as well. So we're going in a wee bit blind, but I, I, I think he'll, um, yeah, he should be OK. OK. Is this the first time you've campaigned in Queensland? Is this the first time you've campaigned in Australia? It is, yes, yes. So it's, uh, it's certainly a first for me. Okay, so a learning curve, but a, a, a good time uh, being had, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. It's um, you know, it's a, everything's a little bit different over here, and um, the travel and and all that. But I've been very lucky. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people sort of help me out along the way, and I've managed to um, catch up with Jack Trainer in Sydney, who was a friend from New Zealand, and um, I've sort of just tagged along with him. So. He's um, sort of helped me along just, um, you know, with the travel and everything like that. So it's worked out really good. All right. So you've got this series. There's those mobile features towards the end of the carnival as well. Do you hang around for them? Uh, yes, yes. So he'll get through the, you know, like Alexander and then I think he misses a week and then there's a, uh, there's a group on mobile um, the week after that. So he'll stay for as long as that anyway and then... After that, I guess we'll just reassess and um, decide what we do. Will, will we head back home? Obviously, um, we sort of want to get him home at some stage and give him a bit of a freshen up and, and target the uh, Dominion again. So um, we'll get through the... I mean, there's four runs we've got penciled in for him anyway, and then after that, we'll just uh, see what see what we can work out. Craig, is his dam grey? No. No, she's not. Um, I think the, the grey comes from the, the monkey bones... Um, the rest of the, the rest of the foals out of the mirror are all um, all darker and dark colours, you know. So he's the uh, he certainly stands out. Well, we're looking forward to seeing him tomorrow night. Uh, just for for you, so you you've mentioned from back home this morning. So it's in the minus uh, the degrees over there uh, uh, back home right now. So. You're in sunny Queensland. So are you walking around with uh, shorts and shirt and a bit of sunscreen on at the moment? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've certainly got, I got the shorts on and, um, 
it's a lot different. To, it's probably more like our summer. You know, we don't get a lot hotter um, over home than what it is now. I guess so. The only difference, I guess, it gets a little bit colder here overnight than than what it would in our summertime. But it's certainly um, it's a nice break away from the, the south of winter. That's for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Are you a rugby man? Are you a Southland Stags man? I follow the Southland Stags a little bit. They, um, they, they, they've been a little bit disappointing over the few years. They've let me down a few times. Um, but no, I do, I do follow that and um, just yeah, any sport that's on. If uh, you know, sit around and have a beer and watch it, that's sort of my my scene. Craig, just one of his wins last year. He wears gear on his head. It looks like a nose roll with the thoroughbreds. Um, have you tweaked gear with him over the over time? Have you smoking band up? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, every every time we've spouted him and brought him back, he's, we've been able to sort of take a little bit of gear off. And um, he's he began. He was I think he wore an undercheck and a and a shadow roll and everything like that. But um, as he's sort of matured, he's, he was a little bit of a well, he was really immature for a start. He would um, look at everything and do things wrong. But as he's grown up, we've been able to take ninety um, percent of the gear off him now. So he races. Uh, he races with not, not, not a lot on, really, now. Okay. Your strike rate back home, terrific. And you've got some awesome three-year-olds in your care back home as well. Wagstar, he looks so exciting. Cormac, Leo, Da Vinci. So you've got a nice team going at the moment? Yeah, yeah we've been lucky enough. I've got some great owners that um, breed a few. And then I've had a, picked up a few new owners as well with some nice horses. So we're working some really nice stock. And um, fortunately, they've been able to step up and do a bit of a job. And, you know, horses like the Wagstar, he looks like he's he'll go on and, and do a nice job in the future as well. How many offers have you had for Wagstar? Uh, yeah, there was, there's been a few kick around, but um, you know, owners are pretty keen to uh, race them, I think. They're, uh, they're probably getting on in years and, um, you know, sell farms and that. So the racing for them is just, you know, a bit of a hobby and something to do. So I think they're pretty excited just to, you know, see what sort of job a horse like Wagstar can do for them. Yeah, well, fingers crossed we might be seeing him next year in, in Queensland for our carnival. A race like the Rising Sun would be ideal for him. Yeah, well, that was sort of in the back of my mind was coming over this time as well. You know, you've got to come at some stage and, and meet the people and, you know, make some contacts and whatnot. So hopefully if all going well this trip, we will definitely look to be back next year, I'd say. All right. Well, looking forward to seeing you in action with Smoke and Bender over the next couple of weeks. Great to have you here and uh, good luck. All right. Thanks very much. Here is Craig Ferguson talking about this uh, very talented grey trotter. Chris, he'd have to be really short, wouldn't he? Just that race where he galloped behind Sunday Sun and Muscle Mountain. He was the third favourite against those two horses. Yeah, Um, which underlines how good this horse is, Steve. So they, they gave him a good break. So as Craig outlined, there was just a few little... Soundness issues there, so they tipped him out, gave him a good break. And that first up victory at Addington was super and sectionally probably couldn't have done much more. So he'll start a clear favourite, no doubt. Our next guest is with us, Chris. Well, our next guest is the man that's in the hot seat because with Tab right now, Fixed Odds' favourite for the Redcliffe Gold Cup on Saturday night is Loyalist. Seaton Grimer is the driver of Loyalist. We saw him here last Friday night. He ran a very good race in his Queensland debut, and Seaton's been kind enough to join us now. Seaton, appreciate the time. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Redcliffe, first and foremost, you probably would have been told about a Redcliffe. You've probably watched a little bit of action from Redcliffe previously, but you were here for the first time last week. Did it really surprise you? Was it an eye-opening experience last week, the track? 
Oh, most definitely. Um, like I've I've asked many people, many good drivers about it, um, and I've watched yeah, I've watched a lot of replays there. But yeah, just driving on it's completely different. Um, it's such a unique track, and I actually I actually really liked it. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's very different. So when you first walked onto the course last week and you laid eyes on the track, uh, what was the first reaction that uh, came to mind? It's very dark. Um, not, yeah, just sort of very dark to what sort of I'm used to at Menangle. Um, like even on the track, it yeah, just very dark altogether. Um, but yeah, no, didn't didn't change the atmosphere. Um, still, still a lovely night. Um, a little bit chilly, but yeah, no, that's when the nerves sort of started kicking in. All right. Well, let's talk about last week. Uh, that first up run here, which, uh, you know, just ticked, uh, ticked him over nicely for Saturday night. That was an excellent run. Started off the handicap, began very well, and in the end, it was track record time. So, couldn't have done much more. No, exactly. Um, He'd he done what we sort of set out to do with him. Um, He, yeah, he let everyone know he was there. Um, he, unfortunately, we had to go to the chair. Um, so it was a little bit of a harder run than what we would have liked the week before the Redcliffe. Um, but he showed everyone he's tough and that he can do work. Um, so, yeah, that, that plays into our hand this week. And how pleasing was it for him to make that good getaway like he did? Oh, very pleasing. Um, the, sort of, the start wasn't really a worry for us. Um, we know he's, he's got plenty of experience of standing starts in New Zealand. Um, and then he come over here and we've only given him the one trial. Um, but he stepped exceptionally well. And last week was a little bit of a driver error. Um, I got him up on the tapes a little bit too early, so he reared up. Um, so as long as I can correct that this week, um, I think he should step very, very well. Okay, so last week, uh, started off a 20-metre handicap. Saturday night, you're off the front. So if he begins like he did last week and jumps in front, how do they beat him? I think, I think it'll be very hard for them. Um, he, he'll definitely let them know that he's there. Um, but, yeah, as of now, I think we just worry about the start. Um, just not necessarily us, but just where everyone else jumps, um, who jumps and who doesn't. Um, I think the, the draw is sensational for us. We couldn't have hoped for a better draw. Um, so hopefully we can just cross the one inside of us. I'm pretty sure if we get to the front, we'll end up holding um, and then just weigh our options mid-race, um, depending how much pressure we cop over the long trip. Okay. Have you had a good look at the field? Uh, what jumps off uh, off the page at you as far as a main danger is concerned? Off the front row, I'd almost say hot and treacherous. Um, it's clearly second favourite. Um, so it's it's probably the main, main danger off the front. Um, not many, many are fast, fast off the front. Um, so I don't think he sh- it should be a problem for him holding early. Um, but yeah, just like I said, pending mid-race, how much pressure he gets and who makes moves. Um, I'm pretty sure if we jump in front, we'd like to hold it. Okay. Um, what will, uh, what else is he looking at during the carnival? Is it races like the Sunshine Sprint, Blanks of Fake? Are they the next big targets for him? Not, not too sure about the Sunshine Sprint. Um, it's only, like you said, a sprint. Um, so it's probably short course for him around Albion Park. He has got speed, um, but we're just not sure he'd be able to get into it. Um, if we could get a start in it, it'd be wonderful. Um, but, yeah, so it's probably Sunshine Sprint next and then, yeah, aiming up for Blacks of Fake, which hopefully, yeah, he wants to start in that after Saturday and then, yeah, onto bigger, better things like the Inter-Dominion, which he's back in Queensland at the end of the year. 
Yeah, okay. Hey, see, you're only a young guy. Is this guy, Loyalist, your favourite horse without doubt? Because I was just looking at your record with this horse, Loyalist, and uh, it's terrific. 12 dry and 6 wins. You've won a Group 3 feature with him. So is he number one for you? Oh, most definitely now. Um, I've, I've had, I sort of, between me and Joe, Joe knows I like to pick me favourites out of the stable. Um, but no, this horse, is his well and truly in front and it's going to have to take another really handy horse to get in front of him um he's yeah he's, he's something pretty special to me this horse okay and, and he's staying prowess that's his best uh, best asset oh exactly um it, like everyone knows he's far um but if you just yeah if you look at his new zealand replays he was finishing off in 26 quarters or 27 quarters off the back of 2600 off a really hot tempo um so he's not only fast, but he can stay a, a nice long trip journey. Okay, well, he's the horse to beat uh, in Saturday night's Reckless Gold Cup, and he's going to take a power of beating. Has the Queensland Carnival been in the pipeline for some time with you and Joe? Oh, most definitely. Um, ever since this horse sort of come over, we we had an expectation for him to be a Metro horse. Um, but, yeah, every week he's just taking that next step. He's getting better and better. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was after his first or third run, um, we said, oh, yeah, we'll take this horse to Queensland and, yeah, ha- hopefully have a crack at the bigger races. Um, in between that, he ended up going over to Perth for the Nullar Ball, uh, and that, that cemented our trip. Um, that cemented our trip to go north. Um, so, no, yeah, it's pro- probably ever, just before Perth, um, we sort of thought, yeah, we'll take this horse up. All right, and obviously with a view that the end of Dominion here, as you mentioned earlier, at the end of the year, that's another big target as well. Oh, exactly. Um, we, we just hope he can prove his spot against the big boys this week, uh, this prep, um, show that he can mix it with them, and, yeah, hopefully that warrants a start in the big dance at the end of the year. Right, well, there's a lot to look forward to, and it starts on Saturday night. I really appreciate the time this morning, Seaton. We'll see you trackside on Saturday night. Champion, thanks, Chris. There's Seaton Grimer joining us. So he is the man in the hot seat on Saturday night. Tab have him as the favourite, and uh, he's going to prove awfully hard to beat. So last week, beaten in track record speed, off a 20-metre handicap. He starts off the front line here on Saturday night. So if he steps like he did on uh, well, last week, he's going to prove very hard to catch. Our next guest is about to join us, and he's got a big role to play on Saturday night. And uh, he's going to be a big uh, player throughout the uh, the constellations, in particular with the features at Albion Park coming up as well. But it's great to have him back in town. Last year, Group 1 success, taking the Golden Girl. He uh, stung us with a, a big upset there with Town Echo scoring. Jack Trainer joins us now. Jack, great to have you back in Brisbane. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, good to be back and really enjoying this uh, Queensland weather. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I've just spoken to Craig Burgers, and he wouldn't know himself, but... Uh, Coming from the deep south, Invercargill, Wyndham Way, in sunny Queensland, I asked if he'd get a, if he's getting around with a bit of sunscreen on. <laughs> yeah, he is obviously a crazy good friend of mine, and we travelled up together, and he's been getting around in the shorts and t-shirt, even probably <laughs> moments where I wouldn't quite be game enough. But yeah, he's loving it, and well, we're both loving it, and hopefully we get some results while we're here. All right. Well, I want to ask you about uh, your runners on Saturday night. And I want to start with the derby because there's a, an obvious question with Naturally Gifted. He's recently changed hands. He's now raced by big spending North American owner Richard Pellucci. Is there a possibility 
that if he won the derby on Saturday night, an invitation was issued for the Rising Sun. Would you take it? Yeah, I think so. It's sort of, you never want to look too far ahead, Chris. As you know, he's an awkward sort of enough draw as it is. But I think, um, you know, he's the sort of horse that I probably would. He's There's a little bit of talk about him as a possible starter in the Eureka um, in coming months. So I thought if, if the opportunity did arise and things went well, it would probably be a good way to for myself and the people looking at him to see how he measures up against a better four-year-old. So $300,000 up for an offer. If, if everything went well and an opportunity was there, I'm 99% sure we would take it. Okay. He's a serious three-year-old, isn't he? Like, when you look at this field, he, he probably stands out as the, the horse to beat. Yeah, he is. He, he's just a really nice racehorse. He obviously raced great um, all last season and then early into this season through the New South Wales derbies and uh, we bought him just as he was about to come back from a spell and, you know, I think he's probably strengthened up and come back even bit, a little bit better again. So, yeah, it is promising. He's a lovely horse and, yeah, I think he's going to be a major player in these derby races. I, you know, I probably wouldn't trade him for too many at the moment. OK. Uh, that first up win last week at Penrith, uh, did he tick all the boxes for you? Yeah, he did. He was obviously in a, in a very uh, well down in grade from what he had been racing. I just purely put him in in that race just to make sure I was happy how he was rigged up and going on a half-mile track, obviously, with the Redcliffe Derby and Mulling. And, yeah, he, without looking like a superstar, he, he just a sort of horse. He only does what he has to. He pulled up great after the race, and I've just seen the section. I think he went 27-5 down the back and still got only 28-5 untouched around Penrith, so... They can't really go much quicker, and, yeah, he pulled up and come through their own good, so, yeah, I couldn't be happier. All right. Naturally, you would have been a little disappointed because of the barrier draw, so I know there's a, a number of different scenarios here, but how do you see it? I know it's a long way out until Saturday night, but just from that draw, what, what's the likely sort of scenario? Well, the best-case scenario is that um, Rock and Roll Hammer, the, the first emergency doesn't get a run, and Rock and Roll Hammer holds the front. That would be a perfect scenario, but just one of those races. I think you can't make too many plans strong where we are. He, He's not, well, he, he probably, as much as he probably could over the distance, I'm, I'm not interested in pulling him back and coming off and, and, you know, trying to find the bottom of him in this race. We've got a lot of races, a few more races to come um, in this carnival. So we're just going to have to drive it as it comes. And, you know, if he gets two, three back fence at worst, we might have to be, you know, looking for room or looking for ways to get out. But, yeah, it's probably just a hard race to sort of, map out from where we are. We don't really have too many options. Yeah, sure. Is this your first time driving at Redcliffe this weekend? Yeah, it is. So hopefully I don't get, hopefully for the horse's sake, I don't get lost either. <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, race seven on Saturday night, the Oaks. Uh, your filly is Eve Crocker. Uh, she's a last start winner. Uh, how do you rate this filly? Yes, yeah, so I've, I've just obviously just got her. I've just brought her up um, the owner sent her to me knowing that I was coming up for the carnival just to race her through. But much like the other fellow, she was in an easier grade on Thursday at Penrith and she won really comfortably. Uh, she showed some really nice races in our lead up to the New South Wales Oats and Breeders Challenge races over the last year. So she's a nice filly, but probably just that one grade below Peaceful, something like Peaceful, who obviously looks like the quality horse in that field too. Okay, so you'll keep pushing through uh, towards the South East Oaks and then ultimately the Queensland Oaks with Eve Crocker? Yeah, that, that's the plan. Obviously, we want to get through Saturday night first and, and see how she comes through that. But those two races are the target for her all going well. All right. 
Can you be the magic man for the Rickliffe Cup on Saturday night? Better zip it. He's had the two runs back following that big success over in the West with the Nullarbor. He was down the line last week chasing Leap to Fame. He starts in the Cup here off 10 metres. Can he turn it around? Well, I'm definitely drawn for the right trainer in the race, Chris. I know that. Um, you'd be full of confidence whenever you get on behind one of Jason Grimson. So we know at his best, he's definitely good enough. There's no doubt about that. And it's probably hard to get a guide like his last race. He probably didn't go that bad considering he made a mid-race move and, and the times that they run uh, on the Redcliffe track. So probably being on off the 10 metres is probably not a bad thing. It probably gives us time to let everyone settle and... Then we can make a plan from there. But, yeah, I think at his absolute best, and no doubt Jason would have been doing his best to get him right for this week, I think he's definitely a winning chance. Yeah, he's too good to dismiss after last week. Yeah, he is. Like, he, he's, you know, he, he showed in Perth he, he could make, he made the move and still managed to save off a horse like Spirit of St. Louis. And it's just, you know, it's hard enough trying to work it out over a mobile. you got to work it out from a stand and... Obviously, you know the track better than anyone. It can, you know, be the decider of, you know, how how horses go and, and how, if they can or can't be put in the race. But, yeah, once again, I probably wouldn't trade that drive for anything. And like I said, Grimo seems to be able to get him fired up on the big day. So hopefully he can pull this off. All right. Well, fingers crossed for Saturday night. Three really good drives there. A couple of others that I wanted to talk about for the carnival. As I said, you won the Group 1 Golden Girl last year. You're in the box seat to do it again because Brave New Kelly, is she bound for that race? Yeah, she is. She's here with me now. I've got uh, brought her and BK Fies also come up for this target those mares races too. But yeah, Kelly's in, um, she's in good form. She hasn't had exactly had the best preparation the first two runs back. She's been parked both times. Uh, first start in 149 and a half at Menangle, but doesn't seem to have knocked her around. She's travelled up really good and luckily I've just got enough time well, they haven't had to rush her. She she will only have the race in the $50,000 Fleur de Lille the week before the Golden Girl. And, um, yeah, obviously our main aim being the Golden Girl race. So, again, I, I wouldn't trade my mare my for any of the others. But, um, yeah, she's still got to turn up and do it, yeah. All right. La Rosa didn't make the trip? Uh, La Rosa, she's still 50-50. She just had a little bit of a hoof problem. She is still at home, but... Um, by all reports, everything's back up and smooth there. So I'll just try and work out the logistics today and tomorrow if I can get a truck and whatnot to get her here. So she's disappointing first up, but she's a mirror I've got a lot of time for, and, yeah, I will be trying to push her there if I can. All right. Speaking of Mark Jones, hot to trot. He was able to score last week. The great square, that's the new trotting feature on the calendar during the Constellations. Uh, is that booked in? Yeah, he's here too. Um, yeah, we were... Obviously, Mark sent him over to me, knowing I was coming to Queensland to target those races, and we were lucky that we were able to win that race, the three- and four-year-old trot at Menangle on Saturday night in a reasonably good time, too. So we'd hope that that would be enough to give him a spot in those races, and he's going to race next Friday at Albion Park as a, a three- and, or the trot race at fits and conditions. So we'll give him a quick look around there on Friday, Friday uh, week, and then hopefully all going well. He'll go in the Great Square the week after. All right, excellent. And one other one that I wanted to ask you about, just in regards to the rising sun. So potentially naturally gifted is there. You've got Mahomes. Would would he be nominated for a race like that? Uh, no, we, we actually decided to leave him at home this time. He, he just seems to do a lot of his better racing at Menangle. He likes a big open track, and it did cross our mind for a bit, but we just thought while the while all the free, better free-for-alls are out of New South Wales and 
the best four, three and four-year-olds are, are butting heads here, it might be a good time for Mahomes to sort of step up and get a bit of prize money at home and uh, obviously just target some other races later on in the year for him. Jack, next time you talk to Jason Grimson, can you just ask about Pro Chevalier for me? I mean, Swayze? <laughs> I think you went, we've seen enough of it. It was super <laughs> impressive on, on uh, Tuesday, and I can't believe he was denied a run in Redcliffe, and Grimo did say he was going to make a statement and make it make it look like he should have been there, and he he done nothing but that. Extraordinary, wasn't yeah. it? He proved his point, that's for sure. I think everyone sat up and took notice, so uh, there's no doubt about that. Hey, Jake, you're, you're, you're one of our best drivers going around. Uh, what I think about 10 Group 1 wins against your name. Are you paying close attention to the North American scene at the moment, given that things are heating up over there, the big horses are up and about, North America Cup across the weekend? Are you paying close attention to the scene up there? Um, probably not close attention, Chris. Obviously, just with Toddy and Dex being good mates, I want to always try and tune in and, and keep up to date, even if it's just a replay to see how they're going. But, yeah, it's something, um, obviously, with them over there, I follow a lot more closely now and hopefully in you know, another due course I might find myself here as well. So just still a bit too busy over here worrying about all these ones. But, yeah, I definitely don't go, go and watching it blind. Okay, all right. Hey, it's great to have you here again. As I said, you had Group 1 success last year. I'm sure you'll set for big success again during our Constellations Carnival. Great to have you here, and we'll see you at Trackside Saturday night. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. Jack Trainer joining us. So uh, some of the, the big boys from Sydney are now in town. We've got uh, plenty of the stars stepping out on the weekend, so there's a lot to look forward to. We've got stars coming from the west as well, Steve. As we know, Magnificent Storm steps out tomorrow night. Wonderful to fly steps out. Will we see one or both during our constellations? The man that might have the answer to that question is Matty Young, and he joins us each and every Thursday. Matty, good morning. You with us, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Your assessment last week, Wonderful to fly, pushed on and got the lead and got the win easily. Uh, look, I thought to probably career best last week. She hit it out the gate as well as uh, put in the last 1,200 metres so brilliantly and um, at the best time she's ever run and yeah, I thought if there's ever a moment to really step up and uh, put a hand up, that was it. So um, a few really impressive last week. Like I expected her to win once she got to the top but just the way she did it after that lead time, I think it was broken down that she went 27-4 out the gate to get to the top and then Backed off, which has been an issue for her in the past. She has got a little bit keen in her racing with a few little um, keen with issues as a two-year-old and three-year-old. And, uh, but it looks to be a lot better suited now to uh, uh, a bit more maturity and a bit more uh, racing finesse. So, uh, look, I think uh, she went absolutely brilliantly. And so I thought if, if he was thinking of not going, that run may have tipped him over the edge to say, why not, let's go. Mm. Chris, uh, her record now, 26 wins from 42. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's outstanding. Yeah. So when will we yeah. know, Matt? When will we know? Will it be after this race tomorrow night that Shane makes a firm decision, yay or nay? Or what are we thinking? I'd, I'd say so. I think tomorrow... Um, I think if she wins tomorrow, it nearly pays for a trip. So, um, yeah, I think if he goes in looking at, looking at it like that, then maybe he might do it um, because she's drawn one and realistically she should win tomorrow night. So uh, she should uh, bank another $30,000 and that should nearly get him across to Queensland and 
uh, he he can make the decision nearly the night before, really, uh, before Magnificent Storm goes because there's room on the plane and uh, he just needs to take it to the tarmac. So that's, uh, that's basically where it's at. So I know he's uh, still thinking about it and, yeah, I guess, I guess whether last week didn't sway him, maybe tomorrow night might. And, yeah, I think um, he's... I think he's mad if he didn't go and just, and just see. I, I know that he's concerned about racing like the same, but um, he's got to race the best horses if he travels to the eastern states. So that's, uh, that's just what, what's going to lay ahead of him. It doesn't, you can't dodge well, him, basically. Yeah, if he wants to start in the Eureka, the world's richest race in September, he's going to race like the same there, so he may as well face him now. Yeah, well, ideally... Uh, his idea is he really wants to go into the Eureka. That's that's the one spot he really wanted ever since the announcement of that race. That's where he wanted to go. And Queensland also been on the cards as well because it just sort of lines up really perfectly for her. So I know that he's very keen on the Eureka. And as we mentioned last week, there's a few slots and I'm sure she turned a few heads last week with her performance. So, look, I'm expecting... I'm expecting him, he could possibly change his mind, um, but, yeah, not 100% sure. Tomorrow will definitely tell us up. All right. Speaking of Magnificent Storm, interesting assignment for him tomorrow night. Stan starts 60 metres. Does he overcome this? Look, I posted a comment on uh, social media today saying uh, if there's horses in the race, like Soho Dow Jones, who's off the front line, if rated 159.4 uh, for winning off the front a couple of starts ago and a standing start, defeating a couple of nice standing start performers. Uh, then you've got a horse like himself who I have no doubt can run 159 quite comfortably for the distance and uh, that horse is off 10 metres. So just say that that horse wins going 159 uh, himself. For Magnificent Storm to come off of 60 metres, He's going to have to go 156.5 or quicker to win that race off the 60 with the handicap. So that would be a new track record. I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it. I'm just pointing out how hard it's going to be for him to be able to get that win. It's, um, it's not going to be easy. We know he's very good. And there's got to be some sort of recognition that they have got a big carnival coming up in, in Queensland. So why, why, I guess, do you want to take him to the well? that badly off of the 60 metres, but it's going to be a cracking race. I think he's capable, but he's going to have to break some records to do it. Now, what's his record off the stand? That's what I was wondering. He's only had the one stand, and it was a marathon handicap win. Uh, it was over 3,300 metres, and he was able to win that in two-minute mile rate, which, like in what I've just said about the times that he can run, it's a, it's a really good time for 3,300 metres. So uh, he's only had the one stand and that was it. At the same time, he was able to pick up a handicap in that race. He came off the 40 metres, but over 3,300, it's a lot easier to be able to catch the field. So 2,500 metres, everyone knows that uh, they're, gonna, they're going to have to run hard to beat him in this race. And there's a couple of horses that are very capable of as well as the traffic that he will run into. Okay, so they're the two stars stepping out tomorrow night. There's going to be a lot of eyes on both Wonderful to Fly and Magnificent Storm. 
Would I be right in saying, though, that the horse that could turn most heads tomorrow night at Gloucester Park lines up in race one? Mr. Smarty, they paid a small fortune for this horse. Uh, he's had the one start locally. He was victorious first up. The stable absolutely loving him. How serious a horse is this guy, Matt, in your opinion? Uh, look, he trialled against Skylord, and look, I think Skylord's a very good horse. That's the horse I thought you were going to mention. Um, Unfairly close to check, but he's um, he's also in the race, and I think he's the main danger to Mr. Smarty. Mr. Smarty's got the draw. Look, his trial, he left a little bit to be desired in the run. He seemed lazy and uh, wasn't really interested. And then when Skylord got up alongside him, he just stopped into another gear. So he gives that feeling that he's a horse that can, um, can really go. And it's a, it's a really intriguing race heading towards the derby because you've got 2,500 metres for the first time for every single horse in the field. So that's, that's how I'm sort of seeing things um, for him. He's got the gate speed to lead. He's very capable. And I think he's going to run a really strong 2,500 metres. Skylord, I think, is his biggest danger. We don't know how good this horse is. He went 156.4 at Bunbury the other day. Put home in 26.4, plugged in, untouched. So I think uh, I think he's pretty smart too. So those two are the ones that I'm really taking a great deal of interest in. But I do agree with you. I think that's the race of the night. And Star Labber, even in that field, he's a really smart horse. And he looks like he'll get 2,500 uh, as well. So really looking forward to that race. It's a, a really good program tomorrow. Let me ask you this question, just regards uh, in, in regards to the WA Derby. Never-ending, unbeaten, reigning Australian two-year-old of the year, Mr Smarty. If he comes out and demolishes them tomorrow night, which way does Gary Hall Jr. go? Um, that's a good question, I guess. Never-ending's got the form on the board. Uh, Mr Smarty, I think, could be a more relaxed customer over 2,500 metres, so that's a, a bit of a concern of mine for never-ending at 2,500 metres is that he can fire up um, at the middle distance, so uh, they're trying to get him to settle a bit more, so yeah, I would say at this, at this stage, you have to drive never-ending because he's undefeated, but um, I think going forward, Mr Smarty could prove in the next few months that uh, he could be the top seed in, in the state. Yeah, well, I'll be watching uh, closely, and I'm sure there'll be many others watching closely that first race tomorrow night. Where's your best bet tomorrow night? Race two, number two, classic choice. Okay. Lead win. Two and two. Yeah. Two by two, lead and win. Yep. Simple. And if he's too short, then move into uh, race four. I think he's number six himself. I think himself can beat Magnificent Storm. And uh, you might get better than uh, 220, about him. And I think that's a pretty good price, um, Magnificent Storm. Just on his name alone, could start shorter than he probably should, Mike. Okay, well, I'm going to take a multi tomorrow night. Race one, number one, Mr. Smarty. Race two, number two, Classic Choice. Race four, number six, himself. Race five, number one, Wonderful to Fly. How does that look? That sounds pretty good to me. All right, that's it. Plain and simple tomorrow night, Gloucester Park. Hey, Matty, as always, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, Chris.